Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Mind Over Millennial. My name is Lauren. I'm a piranha today. <laughs> All right, that that threw me early. Okay, piranha. What's your what's your uh, government name, please? <laughs> what did the government name me? I don't know. Probably like zero one what five. What did your mother name you? Accord and what is on your birth certificate? Well, I mean, if I'm a fish, they just go fish, fish. That's, oh that's what fish say. Fish say fish, 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 fish. All right. Piranha it is. All right. <laughs> hey, Piranha. How are you? How are I'm you today? Pretty, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's, it's a Saturday. I woke up at like 9.15. I don't even know why. Um, that's pretty just, early for you, actually. It, yeah, it was ridiculously early for me. Woke up. Sammy was uh, spooning me. It was wonderful. Um, oh. He's like the perfect little spoon. He's like the size of one of those like pillows that you hold and then it goes between your knees yeah and so i'm just they're just holding him he's like okay this is fine he is the best and for people that are new to our podcast uh that's actually tess and sammy is her husky in oh case- yeah my name is tess i'm sorry i just i don't know why literally on the spot as she said that i decided i was a piranha um but yeah no my name is tess uh and Sammy is my husky, so there's a little hair up the nose, but he's a perfect cuddle buddy. Yeah. yeah. He really is. He is one of the best cuddle buddies I've ever had. And I'm last night, last night I got home and um, wasn't feeling great. Little, little, little too much fun. Wasn't feeling great. And I got into bed and he crawled on top of me and put his paws on my chest and stared at me like for over an hour just saying like mom are you good like i'm i'm gonna lay right here until i know that you're good because i'm just gonna stare at you (laughs) oh thanks baby i'm gonna make sure that your chest is rising and falling (laughs) and that you are alive mom yep Yep. he just crawled on top of me and was like you good okay we're good all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna hang here how are you my dear lauren i am really good ian is home so (gasps) yeah yay so I have a husband again. Uh, it's been very nice. Uh, the snuggles have been very good. Sam, our Sam, has gotten to uh, acquaint himself with Ian, and they are doing well together. Sadie Aww. was ecstatic to have her dad home. And uh, things are going pretty well. We actually put in floors for our home gym. So we got all the shit for our home gym. And um, 
it came here before the floors came here. And so Ian's first project when he came home <laughs> was putting in the floors and they look awesome. And yeah, things are going great. And uh, we, <laughs> I ordered him some anniversary presents because our five year is in two weeks. And wow. um, yeah, I know it's fucking bonkers. Um, his, one of his presents arrived today and I was just like, so do you want to open it now? Or, and he's like, no, I want to open it now. And I was just like, (laughs) all right, we're just, we're not going to wait. Why not? We've been married for five years. So yeah. So that's That's how I am. Things are good. That's awesome. And happy early five-year anniversary. Thank you. I know we will have at least two more episodes probably before that happens. One, maybe. I think, I think so. I, I, I imagine. But still happy early. Thank you. Thank you. We worked really hard to get to this point. So. Hey, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's it a is. lot of work. Hats Absolutely. off and amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I feel like that's a decent segue-ish into what we're going to talk about today. So Tess, what are, what are we talking about? Today is a, another adulting is emotional, and we're going to talk about friends and different types of friends, uh, childhood friends, people that maybe you met on the playground and it was just instant kind of thing and they stuck around in your life for a while versus maybe some more conscious connections you make as an adult. And Tess has a few, not tangents, because I'm not like ranting about anything, but a few interesting little rabbit trails I want to go down on that. So Lauren, who was your first friend? Oh, um, that you remember, like you're conscious, like I, maybe not chronologically, but the person you remember as your first friend names can be redacted to protect the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, like my first friend that I'm still friends with now as an adult or like my first ever like conscious, I can remember that this was the person that I said was my first friend. First ever. Um, I think my first ever friend, uh, was a next door neighbor. Um, we had three siblings that were next door neighbors to us, uh, two girls and the youngest was a boy and he was my first best friend. He was also my first boyfriend, my first like kiss, like all of those things that are like definitely in air quotes because this was between ages of like three and six. That's so cute though. That's when like, it's really super innocent kind of. Yeah, no, it was really cute. And like, I was definitely the one pursuing him. So I feel really bad for it. I feel that. <laughs> um, but um, his name is David and um, I found him on Facebook a while ago. I have a sister on Facebook and she's a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, he was, I think my first ever friend, I have like very uh, clear memories of us, like literally playing in the playground. Uh, we would go, I think his family and our family would go camping together. We definitely had like a family that we went camping with. Mm-hmm. Um, and his dad had the, had a snowmobile or a Ooh. snowplow. Um, so like when, and this was when we lived in Denver. So like when the streets got really, uh, you know, snowed, I don't know Mm -hmm. what the term is now as an adult, Um, you know, snowed in and stuff. Uh, He would take the neighborhood kids on the snowplow and we would get to uh, snowplow the streets. And that was like, you know, as a kid, it was like, this is fucking cool. Like, this is awesome. Um, So yeah, that was like my first, that, yeah, that was, that was my first friend. What about, what about you, Tess? Um, I think my first friend, I didn't really have a choice. Um, It was my godbrother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because we were six weeks apart and our moms were super close. Neither one of them had had kids before. They were both older parents, first time parents. Um, And 
we didn't know we weren't siblings until, you know, <laughs> we were older. Yeah. But, um, it was him and there was another uh, little neighborhood kid down the street and we would all run around and my mom was big about active play. Yeah. So we had we had some kind of looking back on it like, wow, that would not be allowed to happen now, adventures and experiences. So no, I, I feel that I I honestly like can genuinely also uh, attest to that. Like even just thinking about like my neighborhood back in Colorado, like we had a creek that's now like definitely developed over and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like just thinking about some of the things that we would do in the creek, like not like anything bad, but just like, I don't, right. I don't imagine that there are kids anymore that can be like without bird's eye of their parents oh, and yeah. playing around in water anymore. Like, mm -hmm. and that's the most boomer thing I think I've ever said in my life, but like, <laughs> it's, it's shit like that. Like, yeah. No, I mean, um, one of the things we used to do, my dad was working for NASA at the time and they had these gigantic industrial strength cardboard boxes, mm -hmm. like refrigerator size, but an inch thick on every whatever. Oh, and that's kind of dope. We would stack those up in my room, like a tower, like a really big tower. And then all over the floor would be the, what was memory foam before there was memory foam mattresses. Mm -hmm. We would put those on the floor and we would throw stuffed animals out in the middle of my room and dive bomb off the boxes and into the foam and play like rescue the drowning animal or whatever. <laughs> love that. Absolutely and, love that. Also, yeah, that love, was probably my first couple of concussions. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely probably was. And I love the soft flex. That's totally a hard flex of my dad used to work for NASA. Oh, uh, I didn't mean that as a flex. I'm sorry. He did. Like, that was his career. He worked no, there for 45 fact. years. It's a, it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. It's not a flex, but it's it's just fucking funny. <laughs> I'm just like, that's where he had access to them, hence the yeah. like need to put that in the story. Yeah. A named government agency. No. Um, <laughs> It has ac Sorry. it's an acronym. It's an acronym of sorts. You guys don't need to know it, but you know it, but you don't need to know it. <laughs> all those alphabet soup things. All, it's not actually an alphabet soup agency, but yeah. All, all the alphabet soup. I mean it is an alphabet soup-ish. It's just a lot of A's. Searching for alien life. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Things that wouldn't things that wouldn't be allowed probably anymore, especially not if they made it on the internet, then CPS would be knocking on the door. Oh fuck no. <sighs> No, I don't think uh, if Ian and I ever do have children, like they're not having phones. Like, <laughs> and any child that comes to my house is not having a phone. Like, I'm gonna have a little, a little Tupperware things. Like, give me your phone. <laughs> you don't get it until now. until you leave my house. And if your parents have an issue with it, then you know they then you just don't come over anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Or are those? What are they? Uh, there used to be those commercials that about this flip phone that was nothing but a phone doesn't have a camera doesn't have an anything and they were for old people it's like oh the jitterbug there we go i was, I was thinking firefly and i was like that's that's wrong i think um, they have one that's a i think that was a competitor maybe but like definitely jitterbug yeah just get get your kid a jitterbug and be like if you need to call for 911 or mom or dad there you go otherwise you don't get anything oh no i'm absolutely fine having with my kid having like a, a jitterbug or something but like yeah, even still like until you're like in eighth grade, I don't think you need a phone. And like, I'm not having my kids, like I'm not being called like on CPS because like my fucking children are being idiots because kids are idiots. So. Oh yeah. Kids are idiots. And I mean, I was talking to my god sister the other day um, and we were talking about something and we just had to kind of stop and agree like, wow, our parents made us tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, did that really that? happen? Yeah, we survived. Okay. It's called free range parenting now. Oh. Some stupid shit. Oh, that was definitely the approach. Definitely the approach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say though, like the first friend that I remember making that wasn't kind of a setup by my parents. Cause you know how a lot of times if parents are friends, then you have to be friends with the kid. Oh yeah. Not that I regret my God brother, but like that was not a choice. That was just there. Um, was a girl down the street and her family was so different than mine because, you know, we were the backwards people that didn't have TV and didn't have anything like that. And then she was obsessed with Disney Channel and Looney Tunes and all this kind of stuff. And Ah. that was like my first friend that I got to discover. And also my first culture shock friend of just, this is ridiculously different. Yeah. So that was a fun experience as far as realizing differences while you're still on the playground and not having that instantaneous, what's your name? Okay. We're best friends now. Yeah, no, I can bet. And I mean, like, I've, I don't know if I've been seeing this thing on uh, Instagram lately and like, it's not a culture shock thing, but that just like triggered this like repressed memory of mine. Oh um, no. <laughs> like how you have like that one friend whose dad is just chilling, like, and it's Walter White in his underwear um yeah and you just have like that that one friend whose dad is always just like sub kids like that was definitely uh i'm gonna protect the guilty but uh the girl that i call my sister that is her father like to a t that is her <laughs> father and like he would be like embarrassed and shit like i would walk in the door as like it as a teenager because yeah. i would come home i would come home <laughs> right i know that friend you yeah how familiar we are. i would go over and um especially in in high school i was one of the only people that had a car and mm-hmm. so i would go over and walk in the door to try to pick her up so that we could go hang out with our other friends and he would just be chilling on the couch in his underwear walk around the house in his underwear and he's just like oh what are what, what is going on <laughs> just like captain it's it's okay like this is your house i'm the person that is intruding on your ability to be comfy but i'm just gonna say this isn't the first time this has happened (laughs) so i don't know who needs to figure something out here whether it's me or you but this is your home so i'm not gonna judge you in your own home sir I still would have been crazy uncomfortable because my family was like overly <laughs> covered all of the time. I don't know why. It was just weird. My my dad started not when people were like at at the house, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad started kind of being that old man walking around in his under in his little tidy whities after like 17, 18 for me. So I was just like, I just no, my my dad was like always pants and shirt and I think I've seen my own father with his shirt off like once, maybe twice. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I was I remember the first time I was like, why don't you have your shirt on? He was like, it's hot outside. I was like, that's weird. He goes, yeah, that is weird. I'm gonna go put my shirt on. And he literally <laughs> walked away and put his shirt on. I was like, okay. This has turned into an adulting is emotional about dad habits. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, dad habits are funny. Speaking of parent habits, um, my mom recently got caught up on all the podcasts and she went out and bought me a sign, like put on my wall that says, if you met my mom, you'd understand. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize it came across that clearly, but good to know. I feel like you really need to have that right behind you, like oh, I know. Starry yeah. Night thing while we record, because that <laughs> yes. would make... It would make me happy. I don't know about you. Yes. But. If we ever if we ever do like a live or put any of these on like Patreon or something like that, just have that in the background as my little if you met my mom, you'd understand. That would be hysterical. Uh, I would actually have to get a real pod lab instead of doing it in my kitchen where now Ian decided to take another shot of tequila and uh, then wash out the shot glass. So if people heard a a, cum, a, a k- kerfluffle of sorts, that was a, what a it was. Clunkle. And yeah. I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's pretty good about being punctual. Uh, yeah, it's been about 20 minutes, so it'll be another 20 minutes and you guys will hear that again. <laughs> I love that. I oh. love that so much. I'm sorry. It cracks me up. Hey, hey, yeah, the most... deployment is like a different, it's a different environment. It, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's obviously fine. But like he really is, like he has his own little like internal timer and it is amazing because like once you actually like pick up on it it's it's fucking hysterical so (laughs) it's been it's been very it's been very fun having him home (laughs) I'm so glad I'm so glad you seem so much happier honestly when when you sent me that first picture after you got home I was like oh you look relaxed now like hey your husband must be home (laughs) I wonder I wonder why you look so much more relaxed (laughs) We're going to keep the, we're just going to, all right, moving on. Um, next friend. So you have your, uh, your God brother and God sister, but like, you know, you were homeschooled. So what was the next friend that you made? Like, whether it be like that you truly made, like not culture shock, but like that you kept in your life. And I have saved like, a with a squeaky toy. Till now? Yeah. Till now. Uh... Tess's brain just short-circuited. Um, that is a dinosaur on my screen. Why do you have a dinosaur? I'm distracted now. Because Samson was uh, squeaking it, which I'm sure you guys are going to hear in the audio, and uh, I had to confiscate it. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I like dinosaurs. I guess I'm a little kid in that. Um, it, it is a nice little brontosaurus. It, it's a green brontosaurus, and it makes me happy. And it's missing the tip of its tail. Now. Yeah, that's okay. Show um, okay. Yes, show and tell is done. I'm sorry. The the reason that question throws me is I had a period in my life where I did not retain any friends from the previous time. So like from 16 back, I'm not in contact with anybody. Yeah, with anybody because we moved when I was nine, and I made some new friends and I had some new people in my life. And then when I was 16 and I started going to college, doing that kind of stuff, like I everybody just, it was a period in my life where I said, my life is so toxic. I will change all of it. Good, bad, everything, whatever. Not a great coping mechanism looking back. I get it. But that was 16 year old logic. Um, and so I, there's, as far as today, I would have to go Caleb if we're talking about a friend I still have today, but that skips a lot of people that I was friends with just because you put that little caveat in there. So I don't know how to answer this question. No, that's, that's totally fine. Um, that, that brings up another question in my mind. Um, so I know that there have been a couple of times in my life where there were certain people where like I've had that experience where I don't like who I am when I'm with you, or I don't like what this relationship is evolving into. Um, mm-hmm. Just even as friends, 
Um, so what was that process like in your mind where you had to cut out everyone? Um, well, that was, as I was moving away from the ranch that had been extremely isolated, there was a lot of emotional trauma going on with family stuff with, you know, being a 15, 16 year old, we've probably all experienced that at some point, maybe not that exact age. Um, and I got the chance to go away, uh, first for junior college, a couple of days a week. I've explained that previously. And then um, when I went to four-year university here in Belton, um, I kind of just said, I'm literally going to walk on that campus and I'm going to be a new person and I'm not bringing anything with me, emotionally speaking. Like I'm, I am packing everything I need to never return, which I literally packed my entire room. Um, and I'm, I'm going and I'm creating a healthy environment for myself. And I don't know what's good, what's bad, what's not. I cannot have any bleed over from like the old toxic life into the new whatever. And so it was a decision to completely jump ship and create a new environment for myself. Interesting. Cause like, I don't know if that's a personality thing, but like, that sounds a lot of what like my high school ex did. <laughs> it might be a personality thing. Cause I don't, I don't personally know of anyone who's told me a similar story. That may mean that I know people who have done it. Um, but I don't know of anyone else who was legitimately just like, I mean, I obviously still talk to my mom, but like, there's not other people from that, that ranch era. This does not include the people that I consider my family from before that, that move at 10 years old, nine years old. Right. So I don't know. It was just a piece of my life where I was like, I'm picking this up and I'm chunking it out and it's going in the memory <laughs> box and that's it. That's it. It's going away. Lock key. There you go. <laughs> this little, this little part of my brain is now encased in a wooden area and it will stay there. Thank it's you. literally like going in there and being like, this chip in the computer is bad. Pull that one. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> New code, overwrite. No, I mean, like I do, I do understand that in, in an aspect of like taking people out of your life. Um, I mean, I had a really good friend who also was somebody that I met in third grade who uh, before my sister and I became like the close knit that we are, um, mm -hmm she and I were, you know, we were the ones that were doing the sleepovers all the time. We were really that close. I was really close with her mom and her dad and her little brother and sister. Um, and you know, sometimes, especially like we, we went to the same middle school, like we went to, um, elementary school together. She went to a different school. We stayed in touch as we could. And then we met back up in middle school and it was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Like, we're going to have the best time. Like we're already best friends. We don't need to worry about everything else. And then, you know, some, some kids just end up getting catty and weird and that just sort of happened. And then after that, we kind of split different ways. And it was also really weird too, because she's also an INTJ. Uh, and you just attract us. I'm sorry. I think I do. It's weird. But, um, we, um, we actually met up again because she lived in Austin when Ian and I ended up in Texas. Okay. And almost kind enough. They lived in the Dallas area and they were kind enough to invite us over for Thanksgiving, our first year there. And it was really nice seeing some familiar faces and she yeah. and I spent a little time getting back to know each other, but it just didn't, the relationship that I wanted and the relationship that she was requiring was more of a, she wanted a transactional relationship because she was, um, doing this thing called crew, uh, which is, is, uh, it's C R U. It's a, um, 
Christian missionary thing that's done mm-hmm. in some of these colleges and uh, University of Texas has a crew chapter and um, okay. it's really cool stuff if, if you're uh, into that and um, they essentially ask for people to help for help them and tithe for the church but it ends up being like their income as well as a tithe to the church okay. so you're basically like sustaining this other person and for like two years while we really didn't have anything like any nickels to rub together we were helping her out as well and it just kind of got to the point where I was just like you know I don't hear from you and like obviously like this is a tithe it, it doesn't have any strings attached but the other side of the coin is that like you you asked me as somebody that was an old friend, you asked me and this was something where I thought we were going to like kind of try to rekindle a relationship of sorts. Right. Um, it's, it's a tithe, but it's a specific allocation due to an emotional attachment or a previous right. something. So I, I get what you're saying. There's not a string attached, but there's just kind of this, you asked and I'm helping and we were friends. So what the heck? Yeah. And, and again, like, I'm not one of those people that was like, Hey, where's my, like, where's my cut? It was just like, Hey, like, can we maybe do lunch like once a quarter (laughs) or like, Hey, I'm going to maybe text you and expect a response back within a business week. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I really, Oh yeah, no, don't expect that from an INTJ. Yeah. Um, not unless you're emotionally and they're emotionally invested in you, I guess. True. Yeah. Um, so it was just something like that. And in, uh, once we moved here, we kind of ended that. Um, but I mean, she's engaged now, which is something that she really wanted because we're Facebook friends and it's phenomenal. I'm really happy for her that she found somebody that is, uh, also in that, uh, crew ministry. It's, it's something that she really enjoys and she's really happy with. And I feel like we're going to end up sued because like we're using (laughs) this, uh, term, for the ministry that like, I don't know that they would want to be associated with us at all. No, so I is- actually got confused because, um, where I went to school, UMHB, uh, is the crew, the crusade. Oh. And so when you said the crew, I was like, who is this person? Like, do I know her? Do you know them? Yeah. yeah. And so that was, that was my confusion because crusaders, the crew. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a little different. I mean, it might be like the same sort of construct. I never even put like crusaders like with crew before. So like that makes sense too as to like why yeah. it's a church ministry. But um, all this to say like wonderful person, but that was one of those people who like I thought was going to be a really long-term friend and mm-hmm. um, you know, our lives still intertwine. Like there's everybody, everybody that was ever close to me in my life seems to kind of come back in at some point like people like I'm like this lamp and the moths come and fly to me no offense to my friends but (laughs) moths (laughs) I'm not gonna take offense to that as one of your friends because I don't want to be that (laughs) (laughs) who just kind of come in and out uh depending on their mood but um it's just it's always been interesting to me I mean somebody I had a sort of similar experience. Uh, when we did move out to Rock Springs, I got to make uh, my very first friend there. And she and I were friends from third grade through freshman year of high school, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we were really close. Like that was my standing weekend like person, person. you know, because I didn't, I didn't go to public school. We didn't really get to text back and forth because we didn't have phones or whatever. But um, that was my standing date, if you will. Uh, and then she joined the cheerleading squad Mm. and she didn't become catty, but she became part of the popular crowd. And it was just, 
there was a complete disconnection there. She was, I think, a year behind me. Um, and then I remember at one point, like we had this moment uh, around the time of either my graduation or hers where she was like, you know, I kind of regret that. Like, I wish we hadn't lost touch. And I know that now we can't go back and change it, but I'm going to express that I regret this. And that was a really bittersweet moment because we never reconnected. And now she's in a different state with a husband and two kids. And like, I wish her well and awesome and all that kind of stuff. But uh -huh. there was a huge just break right there because we, yeah. we split into different crowds and I mean it, it happens it's no fault of anyone's um but it kind of a, a lost opportunity a misconnection type deal yeah like and I think that's the thing that's weirdest to me is just like you and I love I love seeing these people that like were that I was really close with succeeding and, you know, accomplishing the things that they really want to oh, with their lives, sure. because like, you know, now we're getting closer. I hate saying it, but we're getting closer to 30 than we are 20. Um, and like for other people that are probably older than us or our moms are just like, shut up. You're not old. And it's like not we're, saying that I'm we're old. We're not quite baby millennials, but we're not quite elder millennials yet either. Right. But like, it's just, we're at that point now where people really are growing up past like high school and even growing up past college, like we're at that next, that next phase of life where mm -hmm. it's just like, it's, it's really cool to see people succeed. Um, and it, it's a little, it is, it's bittersweet when you see people, uh, accomplishing other things and, and you're just like, wow, I really wish that I was also kind of aware of like the mundane day-to-day -day part of your life right. as yeah. opposed to just the things that like your milestones, the highlight post of Facebook. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that I know so many people that are around that, uh, second kid first divorce curve of life <laughs> on which way your life splits yeah. like that. How is that possible? I still remember, you know, a couple of years ago when people were getting pregnant and I had to change the inner monologue from saying, Oh my God, I'm so sorry to congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Oh, that's, that's a thing now. We're doing this on purpose. Right. Okay. Again, code rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of the INTJ thing, I have to go on and make a correction because, again, my mom listens to the podcast and she promptly corrected me that she is an INTP, which I thought I said. Um, but all of my family family's introverts and I misquoted that and got a stern lecture. How dare yeah. you? All right. How, how dare you mistype your mother? I didn't mean to. My brain said the right thing. My mouth just blew a little. Piranha stepped in and was like, no. <laughs> Patricia the piranha. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. You can be a, a man eating fish as opposed to a trash. Oh, I like that. I like I that. I guess. Oh, love, love that. Love that for you. Um, yeah. Okay. So I know you have uh, Caleb, who is now your roommate as well? Yes. Yeah. He is part-time roommate. He's got the spare room right now. Um, he's doing uh, trucker hauls across the mm -hmm. continental United States. So he gets a certain amount of home days and needed a place to, you know, stash the TV and the valuables and all that kind of stuff. And then he's going on the road. Actually, uh, his last time home, he picked up Athena, the puppy, um, and she is now a cross country trucker dog, which oh. I think is the coolest thing. And he's sending me all of these pictures, um, of her in the passenger seat. He's like, look, my queen is on her throne. Oh, what a cutie. And They're so doing, it's, it's really sweet. And she's doing well. 
Oh, she's doing great. She loves it. Um, he gets to take her out like a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours at night because he only has a certain amount of time he can drive. And she's with him 24-7. He's basically nice. got that little shoebox apartment in the back of the truck kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even think of it as a bad life for a dog because she gets to go exploring a lot and she's constantly with him. I mean, yeah, better than being locked up in the house alone for eight hours kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I know your relationship with Caleb, but do you want to tell our listeners like your relationship with Caleb? Uh, we met when we were 16, 17, something like that on a, uh, I guess it was technically a dating app. He and I had this discussion the other day because I was not treating it as such. I was treating it to find humans because I was isolated. Um, and so I talked to boys and girls and not in a sexual way, just, Hey, what's up? Um, but it was called Scout. This was way before Tinder. Um, and we met on there and talked for a good amount of time. He has way better memory than me, so could tell you probably exactly how long we talked before we met in person. Um, but met in person after I started college and have been just really good friends and kind of family to each other ever since. Um, when he went to boot camp, he went to Pendleton. Mm -hmm. And his family couldn't come out for his graduation. So like I flew out to Pendleton to be there at his MCRD graduation, all that kind of stuff. And we kept Aww. in touch and wrote letters whenever he didn't have his phone and like just this lifelong kind of friendship thing. And I think we've been friends now for eight and a half, nine years, something like that. Um, so Lauren, before we started recording, you mentioned that thing about if a person is in your life for over seven years, they're going to be in your life for the rest of it. So I guess that's Caleb for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's a meme and like, I know from like my college years that there is some, you know, cognitive theories behind it, but you know, having somebody in your life for seven years, like psychologists say that if somebody's in your life for seven years, then you're friends for life and stuff like that. And I mean, partially it's, it's habit, Right. But then it also comes down to, you know, some of the, it even harkens back to the ideas of the Greek love uh, yeah. conversation we were having where like when you do build those memories, like those memories then fuel your future together. Like that's why it's so easy to stay in touch with people that are older friends, even if they do have toxic moments or toxic traits, like it's easier to remember the times when they weren't like that. Um, or, you know, knowing that that's not necessarily who they are or a part of their character. It's just something that they're going through um, or just a different stage of life. Like, and I mean, and sometimes, and it's not just, you know, the, the high school drama bullshit, but, you know, sometimes when people are going through different stages of life, uh, people just kind of disappear and it's not anybody's fault, but it just is what it is, you know? I mean, he and I have definitely fallen in and out of each other's lives through the years, you know? Um just because of circumstance or whatever. There was a while I didn't talk to him and then I picked up the phone. And I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, well, I got married. Like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice to know. Yeah, that's definitely a, a part of it. And something else, like I know that there's, you know, it's it's definitely one of those cuckoo things, but like um, it, I think it's really funny that we're having this conversation during a, a Mercury retrograde because like part of like the joke of a Mercury, Mercury retrograde is like all, all of your exes are going to come out of the woodwork. But like realistically, if you do 
believe in that stuff or even if you just find it interesting and I find it incredibly interesting. I'm rolling my eyes because I'm feeling it. I'm not rolling my eyes out of disbelief. Okay. They, please do not mistake that eye roll. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I just, okay. I find, I'm saying this because like, I know there are plenty of people who are just like, uh, stars. And it's like, no, I mean like, I don't, again, I don't take stock in it. It's just the same as like studying, um, like Greek mythology to me. Like, it's just, it's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, the theories but, have to be drawn from somewhere, somewhere. in my opinion. They had right. especially if it's something that sticks around for that long, they have to be drawn from somewhere. There has to be something that makes enough sense for people to like write it down and study it and figure it out and have some modicum, even if it's a brush stroke, a broad brush stroke of accuracy. Right. Something. Right. And the whole entire thing, the premise behind a, a Mercury retrograde is obviously that Mercury has now passed its middle point and is considered going backwards in its orbit, which happens three times a year because that's how the fucking planets work. Um, so it's going backwards. And during this time period, what is supposed to quote unquote happen is between like three weeks every year, like maybe your ex pops up because it's supposed to be something where like the past, it's, it's something harkens back to the past. And like, maybe there was a miscommunication or maybe like all of the things that you buried before you started your, uh, you know, your holiday trips now in February are popping up and, you know, it's just something that happens once, uh, almost every quarter. And people really have this hard time with quote unquote retrograde that do believe in it because it's just like, they feel like everything's falling in around them. Um, But one of the really cool things that I read was actually like, maybe you're just misreading the situation because the point of a Mercury retrograde is that it is in fact, like um, Mercury is meant to be like, I think it's the planet of Gemini. So like, it's about like communication and everything else, which may seem like, oh, like your communication streams are getting messed up this, like this next three weeks and all this other stuff. But like, if you decide to open up yourself to like what this season of life is showing you, like maybe you're realizing that like, oh, maybe my ex is coming back into my life and I'm like, no, like there was a really good reason why you stay in the past or like an old friend is coming up in your life and you're just like, eh, no, it's really okay that you stay behind me. Like it's nice to catch up with yeah. you, but there's an obvious reason that this time in my life does not include you. Um, Retrospective. Like yeah, exactly. It's It's a time to be retrospective as opposed to holding it, like holding yourself to um, the world, the, the standard of the world is against me, basically. Right. No, I, yeah, I like that. It kind of reminds me of something I heard, I think it was on like TikTok or something the other day. This guy was like, best piece of advice you ever got. And, um, he said one time I was having a really, really, really shitty week. Like everything's coming around my ears. And my good friend walks up and he's like, Hey man, how are you? And I said, well, this is going on and that's going on. And da, 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 da. He's like, okay, all right. Those are all situations. Mm-hmm. How are you? He's like, well, I just oh. told you how I was. He's like, no, you told me that your situation is crappy, but like, how are you? And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm stressed, but like, I'm, I'm all right. Because just you are not a- your situation. Exactly. Yeah, it's pivoting, pivoting that uh, perception. Focal point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, something I wanted to. Do- like bring up to you and kind of get your thoughts on <clears throat> one of my rabbit trails. Um, 
I was thinking about friends we make on the playground age kind of thing, or like me and my godbrother, where we were put together and we know we're always going to be siblings. Like maybe we, we didn't always live together. I'm not as close to him as my god sister, obviously. Um, but like, we're always going to be family mm-hmm. versus people that maybe like you and I, we make the conscious decision to, to be, be friends, friends, stay friends, make that effort in each other's lives. Like compare and contrast. Give me your thoughts. What do you think? I mean, I know for a fact that every single person that I was friends with, just because my mom was friends with their parents, um, I am not friends with. And that's also because my mom had a really bad habit of picking projects over people. Oh no. Another INTJ trait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so like, and that's not to say that, you know, when we were kids, they weren't lovely people to be around, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely not friends with any of those people and I don't really care to be. Um, I've, you know, found them on Facebook nowadays and they're bonkers, banana nuts, crazy. Um, so <laughs> definitely not. Granola bar people. Yeah, really not, not my cup of tea. Um, but I feel like ever since I was a kid, I kind of had a, a really good judge of character on people that I wanted to have invested in my life. But, um, you know, that's not to say that I wasn't ever burned by people that I gave goodwill to. Um, right. Which is I mean, probably why. Yeah. And I mean, like but I, that happened more like in like fourth and fifth grade, like enough, like I was downright fucking bullied by a group of girls. Um, one of which was my sister. Uh, I could share, share bullying stories all day. Yeah. Both giving and receiving. Yeah. Um, I mean, she and I are obviously still friends, but, um, you know, the rest of those people, that's what kind of determined who I really wanted to be as a person and then who I wanted to allow in my life. And after that point, um, you know, I was really, really selective with who I actually shared any information with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even people that I, and I feel really weird saying this, but like there are people who will like reach out to me and, um, you know, I'm always happy to be there for them and happy to oblige them and, and help them. And I would think that some of these people would consider me to be like on a really good, like they would be like, Oh, she's like one of my best friends. Um, even if we don't talk very much or anything like that. And to me, I'm like, Oh, well, you're like an acquaintance to me, like not, not in an insulting way, but it's just like, you know, you, I know more about you than you will ever know about me. And it's not an insult to you. It's just that, you know, I'm not that person who's going out. I say this on my podcast. I'm not that person going out sharing my life story. (laughs) Um, Just putting it on the internet for strangers. Yeah. I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm just letting 3000 people listen to my, uh, to my thoughts. See, it makes Um, it easier because like you're talking to me and I'm talking to you and we talk all the right. time about everything. So to us, this is just like, yeah, I'm talking to Lauren. Like, yeah. Right, right. But when it comes to... That's why I don't listen to our podcast. Because, ah. no. <laughs> Got to pump those numbers, man. Got to pump them up. No, um, no, no. I don't listen because I don't want to... No, no, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm the one that used to... I don't do it anymore, but I used to listen to pump up the numbers. But um, just really sad saying that listening like only 20 episodes in or something like that, but whatever. Uh, anyways, so to picking people, I think that for me, it's always been, I'd rather have a vested interest in the people that I keep around me because 
um, I kind of know really quickly whether or not somebody is looking for me to be a friend to them versus they're willing to be a friend to me. Um, yeah. Or like in like trying to use my energy and not in a malicious way, but using my energy versus adding to it. Oh, I get that 100%. Yeah. And I don't really know how to turn that off, but I don't think any, any of the friends that like I've been just kind of handed are no longer in my life. I get that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, something I was thinking about earlier is people that have been in my life for forever. Um, I'm willing to accept a lot of more weird stuff from. Oh yeah. Like weird life decisions. Oh. <laughs> like I've, I've known of people that all of a sudden it's like they were just, they did a 180 mm-hmm. went from being, you know, this really strict like backwoods person to, you know, very hippie mm-hmm. and like very, I don't, I don't want to say it on the air, but like it was a 180 life change. And I just kind of sat back and was like, all right, I mean, you're my friend, so I have to accept this. And now that I like sit down and analyze and decide how much effort or not I'm going to put into somebody, it, you have to be a lot more selective or I maybe have to is the wrong word, but I am a lot more selective in saying like this, you fit here and right. I fit here and it's that whole analyzation factor and then saying like, yes, I will allow myself to become emotionally attached to you or no, I will not. Yeah. And it freaks people out when I do that to them because I have decided at the beginning how much of me you're going to get. Yeah. And then you get it all at once. And they're like, what the hell? Like you're hot and cold. Oh, I'm not. I sat back and I decided and then you got it all at once. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how this works. No, I fully, I get that. And I mean, like to that extent, I feel like I'm that person who just pulled a 180 on people. And like I did it at 21 when I just decided like, hey, I just started dating this guy and he's going to the army and we're going to get married. And like, I feel like literally all of my friends were just like, the actual fuck are you doing? Like you just got out of a two and a half year relationship with an absolute piece of shit. You didn't listen to any of us about how we felt about him. And now you're just going to go and get stranded in a different part of the country with this random fucking dude that none of us know. Like what is wrong with you? And the fact that any of them are still my friends. is insane to me uh, because I did I did it like I fucking did it and they couldn't tell me not to um and thankfully everything worked out but like yeah I I feel like if any of if any of my friends were to drop me then that would have been the opportune time to do it because that was a very reckless decision (laughs) but uh, but it worked out yeah but it worked out so that's good and on the flip side, I will say, like, I really appreciate the friends that have hung on to me because I'm usually the ones that tries to do the dropping consciously mm. or not. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't, like, don't love you anymore. Like, that's not the case. It's just, like, I'm moving on. This a new phase of life. It's that, that pull the memory chip out and, like, chunk that away, rewrite the code, here we go. Um, and I've had <laughs> not very many, but I've had a couple who just, like, hang on for dear life and are like, you are going nowhere. I am, you're, I have my claws in you and you're staying and, like, <laughs> and And bless the friends that do that even when yeah. we're just being, like, even self-destructive. Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah, no, there are no, definitely I'm, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely me because it's like they they put their claws in and they're just like I don't know what what ride I'm in for, but we're going, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going as a team. <laughs> you will not leave me. Come back here. Or I will hang on to you. Yeah, it's no, like a cat that just gets their claws and you're like ah. 
yeah, that's literally all of my high school friends and yeah, the same people that, uh, and like, we've done it to one another where it's just like, no, you're not, you're not fucking going anywhere. Like you are, you are still here. Uh, you will still be here and I will still be here when you're done with all, uh, whatever this is. And, yeah. uh, thankfully for my friends, it wasn't me coming back with a suitcase and a broken heart, but <laughs> Hey, five years in five years, knock on wood. That's, no, I mean, that's awesome. That's amazing. It's a huge accomplishment. Cause it's fucking bonkers. I feel old. <laughs> I mean, we're both, it's fine. I, I think I can share this on the air. I got hit on really hard by a 19 year old. Oh yes. <laughs> the other day. And grossly, grossly. Oh, like it wasn't even just like really hard. It was just gross. Yeah. 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 Um, and he just was like, yeah, you're hot. Do you want to, do you want to fuck? And I was like, no, no, I, I, I do not. Thank you. Um, like not even thank you. Just please. No. Um, <laughs> just go away. Just no. Um, and then I'm sitting there thinking about it. He's 19. I had to go look and find pictures of me at 19. And then the worst part of all of it was I realized he was born in 2000 and fucking one. No. Oh, that, that just stabbed me in the abdomen. Yeah. I haven't had a kidney stone in over a year and that felt like a yeah. kidney stone. Yeah. Uh, I immediately texted you and another friend of mine and was like, <laughs> I hate this. Both of y'all thought it was hilarious. Because it was. And I was like, I'm checking myself into a convent. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. How does one become a nun? Like, I hate this. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, there are still nunneries around. They are called convents, not nunneries, but... But uh, I'm gonna say nunnery because that sounds funnier. Um, I'll still no, be no sacrilege intended. It was just a gut punch. I'll I'll still be here when you get out of the nunnery. <laughs> I think that's a life commitment. No, no, you don't stay in the convent, do you? I don't know. I'm not. Catholic. If you become sure a nun, it's a life commitment. I'm I'm sure. No, like there are nuns that are teachers. Like you might live in the convent if you choose to. I think in the '60s there were there were people that were living outside of the convent, but like you're oh, still- I was, I was speaking of like the whole sound of music kind of go in and like lock yourself in there kind of thing. Oh, well, that's a personal choice. Uh, I will be here on the outside sending you vanilla wafers and, vanilla wafers. <laughs> and letters. I don't know. That I was can't the first, even eat those. This is literally the first thing that came to my mind. Vanilla wafers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Blast from the past. That weird packaged banana pudding with the vanilla wafers on the top. Yep. Okay. <laughs> weird memory moment. I, I haven't drank in like almost a month. And this is what you get after uh, two shots of tequila. So you're it's welcome. That's fine. fine. My, my, my poor liver is not happy with me. So I'm over here drinking water. And you have a mustache. I still have that picture of you in... Tennessee, where you have your hair as a mustache, and it was, I mustache you a question, and now we have to put that on the Instagram. 
because we were sitting at a rooftop bar in Nashville and she just decides to pull her hair in from both sides and have this really just ridiculous mustache sits like that for a hot minute they they must have thought we were crazy like that waitress loved us but like the waitress loved us i really don't remember a whole lot about the nashville trip but that's something else entirely um oh well i remember it we don't need to talk about it it's fine uh any other any other closing thoughts beyond i must i must stash you a question i must ask you a question about a nunnery and vanilla (laughs) (laughs) and this my friends is what we devolve into (laughs) as friends yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're welcome, guys. That and as we were getting ready for the podcast uh, and discussing what drinks we were going to have, I was trying to tell Lauren that I was going to have a dream sickle margarita because, ooh, cool life hack. To make your own frozen margaritas at home, use popsicles and tequila in a little ninja food processor because my God, it's good. And the ice doesn't water down anything because there's no ice. So you just take the little frozen, I use those those pure fruit juice popsicles. Don't laugh at me. I get excited about frozen margaritas. Um, and I use my, <laughs> she got the dinosaur pack. I have my emotional support dino because Tess is fucking yelling at me. for. I'm no- sorry, I got excited. Anyway, so I'm trying to tell her that I'm going to have this dreamsicle margarita with my little popsicles in the in the food processor. Apparently, dreamsicle, I don't know if I spelled it wrong or autocorrect doesn't know what that means, <laughs> but it autocorrected on the text to a dream sucks margarita. So I'm like, hey, Lord, I'm going to have a dream sucks margarita while we record our podcast. Which <laughs> I started to correct myself. And I was like, eh? Is it, is it wrong? It's an orange dream sucks. <laughs> Is it wrong though? <laughs> <laughs> I can love it, man. No, I don't I don't think I have any other closing thoughts other than popsicles for frozen margaritas because this is what you come up with in quarantine. Yep. Yep. Well, we've been doing it for almost a whole year now. Uh I'm not say- ready for March. The minute March starts, I'm just gonna build my blanket fort again and like you're not gonna hear from me. The world is not gonna hear from me, except those friends that like claw their way back in. Yeah. And the podcast. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might have to claw your way to the blanket fort. <laughs> well, I can do that too. So everybody, you can send us a Gmail at mindovermillennialpodcast at gmail.com. You, you can find us on the Instagrams at mindovermillennialpodcast. <laughs> and that underscore millennial underscore uh, bleh, underscore <laughs> and at my name is Tess and the, la, 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 is definitely a part of the uh, Instagram handle for the podcast. So you really my, need mine is mine is actually and my name is Tess to type that up. Yeah, it, it is at my name is and my name is Tess. Is that yeah. did I say it right that time? Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Okay. Well, we, we need a little tequila translator in there, but it's okay. Ho- Jose's working on it. Here we are. It's so all good. We, <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adulting is Emotional. Mind over millennial. Adulting is emotional. Adulting is emotional. Da, 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 da. And we love you guys so much. And we'll see you on the next one. Love you, beautiful human unicorn. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mind Over Millennial Music by Zach Guerra and Gabriel Ramos. 
We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course.